What's up, ladies and gentlemen? BC, welcome back to another evening uh, podcast. We are in the transition moving from this original home, right? Salute to the original home here in Miami. <laughs> and I will be moving to the new house here pretty soon. So I'm in the process of, you know, still buying some stuff and still moving. Um, I really want to pimp out a nice kind of home studio there to kind of shoot my content. And I really, moving forward, you know, as this platform grows, I really want to take advantage of, of YouTube and turn this into like a show, you know? So um, a lot has been going on, right? It's been uh, more challenging than ever right now, especially in this transitionary phase for me to still consistently put stuff out, but I have been. And I want to thank all the people around me and my organization for making it possible. All right. So let's get into the real reasons that people fail. This came up today because I just came off a social media challenge and I've been doing a lot. and you know, I'm, I'm, I talk to a lot of, you know, business people. I talk to a lot of agents uh, about this subject and, you know, uh, it, it gets thrown up in the air a lot. They give their reasons, but in most cases, people are talking simply excuses, stories, justifications, and there's no real weight behind what they're, what they're talking about, right? It's not valid. So I just kind of want to rifle off a few reasons that, that I notice that I've noticed in myself and other people that I think will will help you. Number one is this, okay? We're too damn stubborn as people, right? Like there's a difference between being disciplined and sticking to something and being stubborn, okay? And I can give you a million stories. Like I remember when I got into real estate 10 years ago, hearing stories from some of the senior agents that work with me where they would say at the turn of the century, right? Like the year 2000 and the early 2000s, <clears throat> everything in the industry was rapidly changing. All of the print MLS books, right? All the stuff that was originally print and paper was going digital. <clears throat> and with that was going to be a major transition for the people involved, everybody in the industry. Now, some people liked it. Some people didn't. Some people were indifferent. Some people rolled with the punches and some people fought and died on the hill of, no, we're not going to do this. And this is stupid. And it's going to be dumb. Now you fast forward, time passed, everything went internet and online, everything went digital. So the people who fought it and were stubborn and refused to learn it, adopt it into their business and understand that, hey, this thing is here to stay. Guess what happened to them? They weren't successful. They didn't make a lot of money. They failed. And many of those people, even though I don't think most of them were because of that type of mindset. But hey, they failed not because they were incapable, but because of their own stubbornness. And I look at that a lot. Like we're all stubborn. I'm stubborn to a degree too. You want to do things a certain way. And, and um, you know, you look at a lot of entrepreneurs and no, I don't want to hire somebody to do that because I do it the best and I want to do it myself. Well, that's going to limit you, dude. So now that entrepreneur has created a choking point for themselves and their development and their business because they refuse to do the right thing. They refuse to put an employee there. They refuse to grow and expand. They refuse to invest in their business. Why? They're stubborn. They're stubborn. Many of them have the means. They have the money. They logically understand it. But what happens? They don't do it because they're fucking stubborn, right? And I see this so much, especially when it comes to touchy subjects. Like I remember years ago being online 
on my original YouTube channel before I got shunned, right? And talking to, to men and women, but men and saying, hey, dude, study social dynamics, right? Study male, female, men to men, woman to woman. Study human interaction and understand that at a subconscious level. It will make you infinitely more effective with your dealings with people in business, right? It'll make you more comfortable in any setting to deal with other men, people of the opposite sex, like women. It's incredible. Look past beyond the veil that, oh, it's just there, you know, for people to have sex. I get it. The whole social dynamics thing and dating world, I get it, right? But there's something there. There's a science behind that beyond just having sex if you use a mature mind. But people are stubborn. Well, no, you just be yourself, bro, and this and that. And these same people are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, and they can't even talk to people in public. They can't go out and approach people that they're interested in, men or women. They suck at holding conversations. They're socially awkward. Because of their damn ego and stubbornness, they won't put their pride to the side and learn social dynamics, which I've been teaching and I've been telling people to learn for 10 years now. And shout out to all my teachers that helped me, Right? But I saw that early on and I wasn't stubborn enough, right? Because in that category, if we talk women, I've never had issues getting women, okay? Even in my athlete days, right? I was always tall, whatever, right? I'm not here to say I'm special. I just never had problems in that category, but I still studied it. I still studied it and said, forget that part. I want to understand the communication. I want to understand human beings inside and out. I'm not going to be so stubborn that I say no. Just be yourself. It's stupid. It's stupid. But this first point of stubbornness, everybody has it, me included. Stubbornness in the right areas can be great, but in the wrong areas and the wrong examples, it can destroy you. And I would urge everybody, take a cold, hard look in the mirror. Where are you being stubborn? I look at so many people in my industry and in entrepreneurship that refuse to pay people to get help and get a coach. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you so fucking stubborn? Like for anything to, to get better, they won't get a trainer to become a better speaker. They won't hire. It's like, what do you think is going to happen, dude? Stop being so damn stubborn in your ways of wanting everything for free or expending, expecting a handout, right? Same thing with, with even approaching entrepreneurship. I, I come across a lot of people that refuse to talk to people to grow their business. They'll, they'll do anything except for that. If I literally told them, scoop up dog shit and light it on fire and you'll get clients, they would rather do that than talk to people because they're so damn stubborn in their ways. Well, I'm an introvert and this and that. It doesn't matter. Let's change it if you're committed and you want to do something about it. But this stubbornness is, is unreal. And I really think if we take a lot of people who are not having success in all these areas of life and you start to analyze them, it's the stubbornness in being a certain way, doing things a certain way, right? Holding up this particular image that stops them from really extracting every drop of juice, not just out of life, but in that endeavor that they're in, that they're having trouble in. And it's incredible. It's incredible. And I see it so much, so often, so often. I mean, look at the dating world. How stubborn are men and women right now? You see it online. All they do is fight and bicker and all that bullshit. It's stupid. Stubbornness right? It's dumb. Cool. Let's continue. That's one reason that people fail. <clears throat> Another one is massive impatience. We live in a world where social media fools people 
you'll see somebody like me and forget that I started over 10 years ago building this thing. And I had to start over. But people will see the cars, the offices, the houses, the movement, the this, the that, right? There's 10 and a half years behind that at this point. Coming up on 11. Dedicated to this craft, creating content online, building my sales skills and communication skills, investing in real estate, being in the real estate business, starting a nationwide team. Like people forget that's been 10 years. I didn't just pop up yesterday. Now, if you're watching me, you're new to my platform, you think I'm some new guy on social media, I've been around for 10 years. This is a new platform that I created, right? In five years, I accumulated 200,000 subscribers on my first channel back in 2018 before all the madness started of me having my Facebook deleted and all that fun stuff, right? Shadow banning and all that crap. So I've been around for 10 years. So if you've been working for one or two or three and you feel like, damn, BC's ahead of me in these areas, it's okay. I get this a lot when it comes to speaking and creating content. Damn, BC, you can go live. You have energy. You're a great speaker. Well, duh, dude, I've been working on it for 10 fucking years and speaking every day. So if you're speaking every day now and practicing, but it's only been one or two years, calm down. It's going to take some time. If I've laid out the path for you and you're following it, but you're on step one and I'm on step 10,000, you can't look at me and be like, damn, right? That's an improper and invalid comparison. Straight up, straight up. It's not right. It's not fair. Doesn't make sense. But see, where does this impatience come from? Why? This is one thing you need to change. Stop living through other people and stop spending more time in your day watching other people live and accomplish it versus spending it in your life and doing what you need to do. That's the principal issue here. We live in a world where everybody's accessible. So people spend time, countless hours on YouTube and Netflix and Instagram and TikTok, watching other people instead of living their lives. So of course you're going to compare yourself to, you've seen it all and you constantly see other people. You're naturally going to want to compare like, damn, I've been watching this guy for, you know, two weeks and shit, he has way more than me. This is why I do my best with my content to not show off and try to brag and all that bullshit. I try to give people little snippets and help and do these lives. These lives are me just sharing ideas and trying to help people. This is impromptu. I just decided to do it, right? I'm going to do the new studio. I'm going to turn this into a show. Like it's going to be dope. But the principle behind it is help, education. And if people are going to be on the airwaves and tune into my channel, they're going to learn something and it's going to be more constructive. Period. But the impatience, I understand to a degree because we all naturally want to be a little bit impatient. We want things to be quicker. But take a look. Are you imposing on yourself, right? Unfair and unjustified timelines. If so-and-so bought a Lamborghini in five years and you want a Lamborghini, that doesn't mean you need to do it in five years or do it faster than him. Maybe you get it in four. Maybe you get it in six. Maybe you get it in eight years. Who cares? Set your goals based on your metrics and what you want to do and stay focused on you, your mission, your tribe, and your people. That's it. When I do stuff for my real estate team, it's my, it's my real estate team and it's us. No one outside. If it's my real estate network, it's our network. 
right? We, we're not taking and focusing on other people. It's our network. If it's my family, it's my family. And I think individuals need to start doing that a little bit more seriously to have a better understanding and learn how to live around this dynamic of patience. Right? They say patience is a virtue. Are you actively building on that though? Or is it just an afterthought or you only think about it maybe when I or someone else presents this word to you? Because it takes a lot of emotional intelligence and a mature mind to understand patience. I'm not going to be a top-level communicator in one month or one year or even three or four years. But after a decade of dedicating myself to something, you best believe I might not be the best, but I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be sitting at that table potentially if I've dedicated myself for 10 years. That's a decade of dedication. right? And there's many things I hang my hat on. But I always tell you guys, come to the events, come to places that I speak, right? And, and you vote like they do many times. Who was your favorite speaker? And oftentimes, I'm either the top one or in the top two. And I've shared the stage with famous people, the million-dollar listing guys, a ton of people. But see, this is my craft. This is what I focus on. This is what I work on. This is what I develop on a daily basis for over 10 years now, right? So I've been patient and I continue to be patient in every endeavor. There's a lot of things I want to do today that are going to be in a couple of weeks, next month, six months from now, a year from now. Like I'm dying right now. I'm dying. And actually, let me, let me share this with you guys to, to illustrate this point. When I sold this house, I could have easily gotten what I would consider more of my dream home acreage, you know, half an acre, acre of land a house. I have room to grow my own food, which I'm going to start documenting on YouTube, build my own little calisthenics gym. I could have done that now, but what did I do? I sold my house, put a lot of that money in the bank, right? Got another investment, got a temporary home to stay in for a year, right? To leave some of those funds open and took some of that money that I would have put into that property and put it back into my business. So I delayed the gratification of getting that property to invest back into my business. I have more than one business, but in particular, this one, the online one. When I could have easily just gotten that property, what did I have to demonstrate there? Patience, because I want that property really bad. I want that I could run in my backyard. I'll have my own gym. I can grow my own food. That to me is I'm living life now. My own compound, which I probably host masterminds at and all kinds of stuff, right? But see, I can wait a year to do that. It's not a problem. And I can grind and take that money and put it into my business and then create something where a year from now, that investment is starting to pay off more than just rushing and getting that property. I could have done a ton of other shit when I moved to Miami too. Remember guys, I bought one of my first investments and I got my office before I got my personal home in Miami. I was staying in a condo by the beach shooting those videos, if you guys remember when my hair was still long, right when I moved to Miami, that was like a fucking three or 400 square foot condo. I could have gotten some luxurious shit. My expenses were zero because I moved. But no, I got that little shithole condo. I bought a property and then I got my office before I bought a house, which is this one that I sold. When I moved here, May of this year will be three years that I've been living in Miami, Florida. That's patience, dude. That's patience. That's making the right move. 
when I could have just bought a fucking Lamborghini or did something else, right? Which I did in the past. But even the Lamborghini, I could have bought sooner, but I waited. And I waited until I was in the right position. And that patience in the long run will make you healthier, make you more of sound mind, build discipline, give you valuable life skills, and make you a responsible adult. Because if you do not learn, especially to have patience and discipline with money in this world, you will suffer like 99% of people. You see, a lot of people could be living decent lives, but they have no patience and discipline when it comes to money and they fail to understand it, right? They won't learn. They won't get rid of their bad habits. And I've had bad habits in the past too. I've shared a lot of mistakes with people online. But have some patience, man. That patience is worth its weight in gold. One of the reasons that a lot of people come to me on a business level and personal level is when they ask me questions, they know I'm patient and they would want my opinion or my input on a particular decision they're going to make because they know this mind right here is sound when it comes to certain decisions. Okay, that's number two. Okay, so we're rolling along. We're 22 minutes in and we've only done two points, right? But let's continue, right? A couple reasons that people fail. Stubbornness is the first one. Patience and lack of patience, impatience, whatever you want to label it was number two. Again, you guys can go back and listen to this whole thing, okay? I've also added some links below. Those of you interested in the coaching and training that I do, you have the, the Agagi for new salespeople. You have Distinguished Agent, which is the package that most people go with. I do consultations. I do a bunch of stuff. The link is on my website, okay? So we're two in, right? And there's so many ways I can go with this, but let's continue. Number three, why the real reasons that people fail? And the third one is this, their outlook, their perspective on pick the category that they're going to fail in, right? Business, relationships, whatever. Their, their perception and the way that they view this world and process it and live is pessimistic. Meaning they're always looking for the flaw in something, what's wrong, what's missing, why they can't. Everything is framed negatively from how they process the world to how they view their abilities in the world, to their possibilities, to their opportunities. Everything is always worst case scenario. This isn't going to work. It's always like that. Like the person that you show the piece of art to and all they do is shit on it. I don't like the colors and it, right? That's what I mean by pessimistic. That would be a big reason that people fail. And I get it, right? Like I'll get a question from somebody. Hey man, hey Brian, you know, I'm thinking about getting into sales or real estate and I already know it's going to be hard because I'm young. It's like, whoa, 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 why are you saying that? What do you mean? You're already pessimistically looking at a potential career choice and opportunity. You've already lost before you started. Now, many of us, including myself, have been programmed this way because of our families and our upbringings or the media that we consume or the people around us and our mentors. But if you're an adult, you need to recognize what I just said and catch it and do something about it. Otherwise, your view of the world and your level of fulfillment will always be shit. You will never be happy. You will never be fulfilled. People won't want to be around you. You will never smile. You won't be excited about life or anything. And you'll just drudge along like most people. Sitting on the couch, apathetic, lazy, not wanting to do things. If you look up the emotional tone scale, which you should all learn, you'll be somewhere on the bottom. Instead of at the top, which is bliss. You see, and this one's tough because it's, it's, it's deeply ingrained into our subconscious mind. 
because again, we grew up around it or we were wired to be that way because that's what we viewed. That's what we witnessed. And guess what? That's what you fucking see on social media. Put your fucking phones down. You know, the little thing that captures the screen time. I'm a creator online and I have online businesses and I'm not on my phone more than two hours a day. It's an hour and a half or two hours on average. And I know people who don't do anything and they're on their phones 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day. It's like, what are you doing? Do you ever put your phone down? That's the reason I got this little Fitbit to capture my steps. I didn't, I didn't even go for a walk today and I'm already over 10,000 steps just from household stuff, business stuff. I went to the gym, but I didn't like do the Stairmaster or walk on the treadmill, right? So just living my life, I did over 10,000 steps. So on days that I actually run or do stuff like that, it's probably 15 or 20,000. But my phone was saying I was only walking 1,000 steps a day because it's sitting on the fucking table or the couch. It's not on me 24-7. So understand that. Now, let me give you guys some practical stuff to help you with this pessimistic viewpoint of everything, all right? Number one is take an active role enhancing your personal self-talk and language. When you catch yourself saying these things, stop and repeat something that's the opposite to rid yourself of this, right? Number two, get around people like me that will call that out and ourselves, me, speak in a different way that will not activate that in you or it'll give you something different because you're so used to hearing that pessimistic view. When you hear the opposite, it's almost like a jolt or a shock and it's good. And when you're around it more and more, you start to adopt it. We, we, we adopt the manner, mannerisms and become like the people that we spend time with. Right? That's the way it is. So those are two easy things you can do to start to reprogram this in you because I was a big culprit of this, y'all. I used to be frame negative. But again, I love my, I love my family, but a lot of them are, are that way. What if this goes wrong and you got to plan for this and everything was always negative or what can go wrong or what's missing? So again, that was my programming growing up. So it was difficult for me to break out of it. But reading, coaching, getting around the right people, forcing myself to change my self-talk, all of that and more over time started to change it. Right? Journaling, all that shit, all the classic shit that people throw away today and say, oh, that doesn't work. It works. It works. It will break you out of that hypnosis that you have of being negative or thinking that everything's always going to go wrong or not work out for you. Because guess what? If that's your story, guess what? You're going to create that. If you think, oh, I always fall short. Nothing ever works out for me. Uh, I wasn't the chosen one. I always have bad luck. Well, guess what? Then everything you view, you're going to find something that indicates to you that it's bad luck or why you weren't chosen. You'll find it. Even if you have an opportunity in front of you, you won't see it. Because you keep thinking, oh, well, no way. No way that person wants to talk to me. They're here for somebody else. When they're holding up a sign saying they want to talk to you, oh, there must be another Brian here, right? That's how ridiculous this thing gets. But that's, that, that, that's what happens. That's what happens. Because, again, this is a perception that is, that is so deeply rooted inside of the person. It's in their neurology. It's beyond your subconscious mind. It's in your body. It's in your neurons. And you have to get it out. Right, And that takes time, man. That takes time. It's almost like a type of trauma, really. It's so ingrained in your system. It's going to want to fight to stay. And you need to do something about it, right? Because if you don't change that pessimistic perspective and outpoint on life, man, you 
you will never climb the ladders of life in the way that you want to climb them. You will always fall short because you will never see opportunity. You won't see the good in anything. You won't see possibilities, right? It just, it won't work for you. You're not going to be primed and connected to the right thing. You'll be focused and connected to the wrong thing that leads you down the opposite path. Okay, cool. That's number three. So three things, right? Three things and we're, and we're, we're rolling along. That's a big one. That's a really big one. Here's another one, right? Here's another one is in whatever people focus on, typically, right? Because now we're focusing on like career and, you know, relationships and that kind of stuff, right? People, people lack understanding, education, and prioritization of their physical well-being. And I'm talking beyond red light therapy and cold plunges and all that shit that's popular now. Because what's funny is that shit's a fad now. I've been doing a lot of that stuff since I've been an athlete for 20 years. But it's funny that a lot of it is a fad now. Because on the surface level, that stuff is good. But we need to go a step beneath that. Right? Again, if you eat like shit, you don't sleep, you don't take care of yourself, you don't walk, you don't do functional work for your body to stay limber, then none of that other stuff is going to help you. Doing a random yoga session, doing the cold plunges, the sauna, right? The breath work. All that stuff will be like a band-aid because you don't prioritize your physical well-being. You're just doing a fad. It's no different than, oh, I'm going to follow the Atkins diet or the keto diet, right? And people do that for a month or two, and then they go right back to what they did. It, it, it has to be priority, but you need a definite understanding and commitment to it. Even sitting down the other day at the park, right? I'm sitting there and I have my legs open. I'm very flexible. Like I'm very flexible on my hips, my back on purpose. Because I know that's what's going to keep me athletic. I just played a flag football game last week. And, and, and one of the kids from the other team's like, damn, bro, you're fucking fast as fuck. I'm like, bro, I'm almost 40 years old. But I take care of myself. Even his dad was talking to me after, hey, bro, did you run track and this and that? I'm like, no, dude, I play basketball, right? But see, I hold myself to that. I still train like a motherfucker. I'm very flexible. So my body can still function even though I'm older. It still functions like a high-level athlete. Now, I'm not the same, obviously, as when I was younger because of injuries and such, but you get the point. I prioritize my physical well-being. Now, I take it beyond that because I want to perform like top 1% athlete. That's just my mentality and my focus. But I'm talking bodily function, not getting sick, not having aches and pains, not having inflammation, making the, the, the whites of your eyes white. Look at that, right? I'm not bloodshot, right? Teeth, super white feeling good. I don't need coffee or any of that stuff. I have plenty of energy. I don't have a midday crash. I'm not falling asleep at 2 p.m. That is so important. Imagine you as an entrepreneur, how much your lack of commitment to your physical well-being stops you from performing at your best. You think your clients don't notice that? A lot of people will work with me just because I'm radiating energy and I'm so passionate about what I do. They're like, I want to work with this guy, man. But part of that energy that radiates from me is because I take care of my vessel, dude. I take care of my vessel. And I'm sure if I didn't, I would be overweight now. I'd probably be bald. I wouldn't have any of my hair, right? You can't look at my bloodline either and be like, oh, well, you just have great genes, BC. I don't have NBA and NFL and, and professional athletes in my you know, bloodline that are six something, seven feet tall, super ripped, 2% body fat and all that stuff. I don't. I'm the first one that's like sub 10% body fat all the time and like this. I built this with hard work. It wasn't genetics. 
maybe we can say 10% was genetics because maybe there was something there. But I don't have that that crazy bloodline of just raw Spartan type of athletes. No. But see, I prioritize it from my diet to my lifestyle to everything that I do. I understand that is the key for longevity. I just met, right, uh, with the person who, who gave me this property, this new one. And she was talking to me, and at some point, I could tell through her language that she thought I was a lot younger than I was. And so I just randomly asked her, I was like, how old do you think I am? She's like, what are you, like 30? It's like, no, dude, I'm fucking 38. She was like, wow, right? Now, again, I don't say that to brag, but because I take care of myself, that's one of the byproducts. You keep that youthfulness, and maybe it's not the way I look. Maybe it's my energy and my movement. Cool. I don't care. But see, it's because I prioritize those things. Do you? Because I, I hear from people who were way younger than me, 21, 18, 25, no energy, need coffee, right? Having trouble getting an erection, that type of stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with you, dude? Working out with guys that are you know, 10, 15 years younger than me and they're dying. I'm like, dude, how are you in that bad of shape? I don't even play anymore. And I did that, that football game. I wasn't even breathing hard. It's like, how are you that out of shape? But see, that affects everything we do from your relationships to how you feel to your level of fulfillment, right? To how hard you work in your business. That is an easy thing that if you put some priority and effort into it, it would completely change everything for you. But you have to make, and I'm not here to preach like, oh, go carnivore, or go fucking plant-based. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm not gonna sit here and preach to you. I can, and I've shared on my other YouTube channels too, my diet and everything if you want it, right? And I'm very open about that. But make it a priority for you. Eat the right portions. Go to sleep on time. Get your sleep. Exercise. Stretch. Go for a walk. Get under the sun. Breathe a little bit. Do the basics, man. Stop eating processed foods and fried foods and, and overeating and candies and sodas and all that bullshit and drinking, you know, one, two, three days a week. Stop. I don't, I, at this point, I don't care if you enjoy it. It fucks up your performance. It doesn't make you feel good. I remember the few times that I would drink back in the day and being, you know, drinking way too much and throwing up and then it fucks up your next day. It sucks. Who wants to do that? Why is that fun? That's stupid. You're literally poisoning yourself and taking days off of your life every time you do that. For what? to go to the club and be on our phones and bullshit like come on we have to take a step back and say what are we really categorizing as cool and is that worth it to sacrifice your health and your performance is it because i would say it's not if it's important to you right we're only four points in and we're almost 40 minutes into this thing you see how simple this is and none of this has to do with how much money you make or how much talent you have or anything else but we need to get our shit together y'all okay and i think this is a good place to stop because I can go on and on, but I don't want to preach here for two hours because I got more shit to do. I got to keep packing and I got to get stuff ready for, for when I move. But I'm excited, man. That new studio, my new place, because I have the studio and the podcast in my office. But at my home studio, is going to be fucking pimping. And you'll see. Okay? Check out the Real Estate Agogi. Check out Distinguished Agent. All the services, the consultations and all that's on my website. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.